It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome to the show, Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. And I appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to be with us today, now, in the present. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us, Vu Tran. How are you doing today? I'm good, Karen. Good. Now, tell everyone where you're, where you're um, at right now. I am uh, right now. I'm living in the state of Missouri in St. Louis. So the big arches, right? Isn't Missouri? Yeah. Oh, yes. Got that right. (laughs) Sometimes I'll say things and I'll be like, going, well, maybe that wasn't correct. But Missouri, I love that. I actually drove through. We drove through Texas from Texas through Missouri to Chicago back in the day. So it's actually a really pretty area. So thank you so much for being here with us today. It's going to be um, a, such a pleasure. And my guests, you're in for a treat today. As you know, beginning of each show, I want us all to get grounded and centered. And so if you're in a safe environment, I want you to close your eyes with Vu and I. And I just want you to close your eyes for a moment, taking a deep breath in. And releasing. And just for a moment, put your finger in the middle of your forehead. I want you to feel that finger on your forehead. Take another deep breath in. And releasing. And now wrapping your hands up around your shoulders. Giving yourself a big hug. We all need a hug. Giving yourself a nice deep breath in and releasing. I invite you to say this phrase, I am worthy of my love. I'm worthy of my love. Let's repeat that three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my life. Of my love. Take another deep breath in. Give yourself an extra little squeeze. I'm blowing out. And then tapping three times on your chest. Repeating the word, accept. 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 Another deep breath in. And releasing. For a moment, I want you just to sit and feel your presence. Being in the now wherever you're at, finding gratitude in your heart. Another deep breath in and releasing. 
Okay. Thank you, listeners, for doing that with Vu and I. And it's always so nice just to take that moment, inviting our hearts and souls to connect, to be together as one. And as we continue, I love my affirmations. Listeners, you know this is the time. Get your sticky notes out and write down the affirmation for this week. Put it on the mirror, put it on the wall, put it in your car so you do not forget it. Affirmations are so important and they give us that lift in life sometimes when we're struggling and we see these words and words are so powerful and can do us so good. And I invite um, our guest, always Vu, as I read the card to you, to share with the audience, the listeners, what came to your mind when I read this card? How does it apply to you? Okay. And I never look at the cards and my listeners know that. This is like, woo, here we go. (laughs) Hey, so this is what it says. I am grateful to be alive. I am grateful to be alive. So when I read that, how did you feel? Well, uh, in my case, uh, that is something um, that as a survivor, I have lived through uh, the turbulent times in Vietnam during the war. Mm -hmm. And to see how uncertain we are on earth, to be able to Like, for example, to look up the sky in the morning when you wake up or to walk and just feel the breeze, that is something to be grateful because I knew in that one moment, everything can just disappear. Yes. And like you said, it is unknown circumstances that your life happened and every day was a blessing to be alive because of what you experienced. And my guess, you get, you're going to learn more as the show goes on about Vu's experiences. But to be grateful to be alive, that breath of air, just like we just got done breathing. And how we take breath for granted and how important it is. That's what keeps us alive. And to me, that is the gift that God gives us, is that breath of life. And looking up in the sky, like you said, and feeling the the breeze on your face, realizing we are alive for one more minute of the day and how wonderful that is. So thank you, Vu, so much for sharing. Listeners, the affirmation for today is I am grateful to be alive. Write that down. Put it to where you will always remember November's the the thankfulness, the gratitude month, and that gratefulness to be alive is right on key, right on point for this month. So thank you, Cards, (laughs) for popping out with us today. This was good. I want to introduce listeners, Vu, and um, first we're going to learn a little bit about the show. Today's show is Finding Gratitude, Meaning, and Purpose in Unusual Circumstances. And I want to read you a little bit about Vu and his background, his bio. So Vu was born in Vietnam, a small country where people suffered from poverty and wars throughout its history. His father was a fighter pilot who was trained by the U.S. Air Force. For this reason, Vu says, we were fortunate to survive the Vietnam War. 
His family was among the first refugees who came to the United States before the fall of Saigon in 1975. They lost everything and had to rebuild their lives in a new land. Vu struggled with a new culture, environment, and language. In 1999, he reached the height of his career and had a very bright future that he says was covered by the dark shadow of his own arrogance and weakness. At the age of 30, he thought he had everything under control. This blind ambition literally led him on a collision course with the truth. On Good Friday, April 13th, 1990, he met his fate in a head-on car crash that claimed three lives, including his fiance. He totally lost the will to live and tried to commit suicide three times. After this near-death experience, he began a journey of spiritual transformation and eventually recovered from this trauma. He is blessed to have a loving wife and three beautiful children. Now he wishes to share his experiences and present the method of God presence energy with us today. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. And it is a, an honor to be able to share with all of you. But first of all, I wish to thank someone that uh, helped me. Jeffrey Olson and Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll and Dr. Ingrid Honkala, who encouraged me, and also you, Karen, for giving me this golden opportunity. Well, thank you. And both Dr. Jeff, Jeff and Jeff Olson, I love those two. They've been on my show before. They're power men, power men all the way. And I appreciate them introducing us together and being able to be on the show and hearing your experiences. So I wanted, we had a phone call prior and we got to know each other a little bit, but I, I was intrigued by your story as a child, being in the midst of the Vietnam War and your dad being a pilot with the U.S. Air Force. And you said that literally saved your family. Can you explain to our listeners what that was like and, and about? Uh, yes. Um, since my father, he was... Um, trained by the U.S. Air Force. So through my childhood, we were living from airbase to airbase. Now, with that in mind, um, and I remember uh, in the case of my mom, each morning when she took us out to watch my father took off, let's say, you know, in the morning, you see 10 aircraft took off. And mm-hmm. in the afternoon, you see only seven coming back. So each one, they do not know which one is alive. So that feeling of uncertainty, gradually they train us. Uh, My father, he trained me that you need to learn to survive. Today, you may have your parents there to shelter, to protect, to comfort you. But tomorrow, we may be gone. You are all alone. You've got to be able to find a way to survive and train yourself, discipline yourself to be able to adapt to any environment. So those are the backdrop where I uh, I was raised. Mm -hmm. And 
after going to the United States, we see a shift over there. We are living in constant danger because we were at war. Right. Over here, suddenly everything, you know, is always peaceful. So that put my mind into a so-called dormant state. Over there, we were always on the alert. Mm -hmm. Over here, suddenly, you know, um, in my Vietnamese way, I'm thinking of being so lazy in a sense. Right. Because you're not on point. When you're over there, you have all that turmoil going on and you're constantly looking over your shoulder thinking what's happening next. So you, your family comes to the U.S. And what is that experience? Because it's a whole new cultural. We talked earlier, the language, the barrier, new food, adapting, the whole climate, everything was totally different. And you were how old at that time when you came over, Vu? At the time when I came over here in 75, I was 15. Oh, Hard time. I remember I moved my what when I was 16, my from one state to another, California. Where did I move? Washington to California. And we're going through high school. And that is a hard age. And you're coming from complete, complete different country and not being able to speak. So in your mind as a 15 year old going to school and seeing everyone, I you probably felt like you were isolated and totally by yourself. Definitely at that time. And I, I still can recall that feeling because I was so helpless. Mm. I was uh, deaf and mute. And all of my friends, I, I remember because uh, my first year, it was in Lake Washington High School in uh, Kirkland, Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the first year uh, they welcomed me. They were so kind to help me because knowing that, you know, I was, not able to speak and I can sense how sincere they are. My teacher would not ask me to stay back after school to try to help me with the homework. My friends, they are trying to help me, you know, to get the books and everything. It is a frustration because I could not express my thanks. Mm. I just acknowledge and know that they were kind to me, but I am not able to. But then again, you know, at that age, how our mind, you know, are so open. The next year I was able to speak English well. So one year. It was in the environment that, you know, um, you are forced to be able, you've got to be able to communicate. Yes. So, uh, and our young mind at that time, you know, we are able to absorb and learn fast. So, you know, next year I was able to communicate and be like an American boy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you eating hot dogs and hamburgers and French fries too? <laughs> yep, definitely. I bet the food culture was a, like hard on your body. Getting used to the food here compared was it a huge difference or not? Well, for us at that time, for my parents, it was hard. I remember my mom, you know, she was trying to look for, you know, the from, from um, the Oriental store okay. to look for the rice and, and some of the food that she used to. But for yeah. us, um, we adapted very well. Uh, I had many of the American friends and we loved the, the, the foods. Uh, to us, it was not that big of a difference. But yes. to my parents, it was. 
which makes total sense. And I love the fact that the, the people in Kirkland, Washington, open their arms to you and your siblings. So how many siblings did you have? I have one brother and one sister. I'm the eldest. Okay. And so they're looking up to you as the older brother, seeing how you're adapting. And did they have as easy of a time learning the language, your younger brother and sister? They had a much easier time than me. Okay. Yes, yes, they adapted uh, better than me. That's interesting. Because how much younger were they? Uh, my um, my younger brother, he was, at that time, he was 13. And my uh, sister, she was, at that time, she was nine. Okay. So, literally, the younger the age sometimes, the quicker you're adapting because you're learning quicker and you're not so set in ways. Huh. And also because I believe it is also the uh, upbringing in Vietnam, because at that time I was just barely uh, there to really know what's happening and to be educated in Vietnam. So all of the principle, the thinking was already in my mind mm-hmm. to prepare because I was about, you know, like my father, he trained me to prepare. You want to be in a service doing because we were at war. So you've got to train yourself, discipline yourself because you are going to, be in the military one way or another. So from that aspect, uh, I was trained and he drilled me. So it is always in my mind. So when I came to to, to America, the switch between the two culture, it was harder for me than my brother or sister. Right. Now, did you go into the Air Force or the military at all? No, God spare me. (laughs) <laughs> well, I ended before I was drafted. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about how he through and we talked about a little bit through the in your bio about some interesting more trauma that happened to you um, with your fiance. So we're gonna we're getting ready to go into a break, but um, I want to ask you one more thing before we do. Your parents, as they as they came over, and I know this is your, you know, you're having to speak for them. Um, your mom, especially, her kids are going off to school, and now she's home by herself every day. And her parents, usually, the you have your family, like your grandparents and stuff, living with you. Did that happen? Did did the grandparents come with you? Her parents? No. So no. she was. All by herself. Yeah, we came and she had no English skill. So immediately when we came over, my my father and the sponsor found her some a work. Uh, she was being able to work in a factory, you know, a seamstress. So mm-hmm. uh, she was able to work all day and then go home and adapt to the new culture. Okay. So that probably helped her a lot because she got to meet people and start listening to the sound of the English language, the accents that the Americans have. And I'm sure that helped her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It and, did. and did she like to sew? Was she a seamstress back in Vietnam? Oh, in Vietnam, she did very little, but over when she came over, that was, you know, the only thing she could do. So, huh. Well, there we have it. Listeners, we are going to break, but stay tuned with us as we come back and speak more with Vu about his near-death experience after this message. We'll be right back. 
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have had the privilege of listening with Vu Tran, who is from Vietnam. He moved to the U.S. back in 1975. Is that correct? So we have been talking a little bit about his experience coming into high school age at the age of 15, learning the English language. Um, his his family, his mom adapting. She was able to find job as a seamstress in a factory, and cultivating and learning to love the U.S. Now, in the bio, I read something um, back on Good Friday, Friday the thirteenth in nineteen ninety, April the thirteenth. Um, you had a near death experience. I would love you to share this experience with your heart, whatever you feel comfortable in sharing, what happened and how that changed the course of your life. Okay. Um, Getting to that point, as um, I have shared with you earlier uh, from Vietnam, uh, I lived through the war, the uncertainty. So in the mindset that, uh, you know, life, everything that you you hold so dear can just disappear. So that was the backdrop. So moving forward to America. So I worked hard and eventually got a very good job 
and then it seemed like you know uh, God g- opened the door for me, giving me you know a good future and meeting uh, someone who is also you know uh, helping both of us to to grow. So it seemed like everything was in my hand. Mm-hmm. I worked hard for it, and I see the reward. So from that perspective, I was to my uh, my mind right now. I felt arrogant. I felt that it is mine. I I am the one who can hold my destiny. No one else can change my destiny. So that was the backdrop. Okay. Now, on that day, uh, we were both uh, having uh, a day off. So we went to uh, to the beach to Carmel in California. Mm-hmm. So we went and then returning back. And I remember as we were driving back at night and I just look over and saw her smile and look back. I mean, I can still see, look back, and then the, the light was right in front of me. So it was a head-on collision, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody died. And I remember by the time I look back, see the light, and suddenly I don't feel anything. So it is a, a sense of, you know, uh, Floating, I do not know how to describe it, but it is um, a sense of you feel everything, but you are not uh, the body, you don't feel the pain. So, and I noticed uh, seeing uh, basically it's just like a, a sensor. I just sense that she's going and I'm just following. And mm-hmm. then at the light, it is a light, and she turned and said, You cannot come, you have to go back. And after hearing that, suddenly I felt you know, like a sinking feeling now. We've talked to many of those who have experienced the same, that sinking feeling. And then suddenly I'm back into this heavy body and I can sense it because it is suddenly heavy. It was so light and then back in heavy. Mm-hmm. And then I look at myself and look over and feel the, the blood and everything. Later on, the police was saying, that it is a miracle that you survive without even a serious injury because at that time we did not have seatbelt. So basically I went into the, the windshield. In fact, my eyes were still open because my contact lens was still on the windshield. Oh my gosh. So I went right into it with my eyes still open. It was happened like so fast the eyes couldn't even blink so i remember in just a blink of an eye everything just disappeared Mm. so as i was lying in the emergency room now at that time when the doctor told me that okay uh, they cannot save her it was a massive brain injury Mm. so she died instantly okay so the doctor told me at that time i was lying in there feeling numbed I can still the feeling like you, know, you don't know what to do, how to react anymore. You feel numb. So as I was lying there in the dark emergency room, suddenly that voice hit me in Vietnamese. Con tính toán, ta định đoạt. You plan things. I make things happen. And upon listening, and I knew exactly who told me that. So from that moment, I mentioned, okay, so now you give me the chance here, I'm yours. So just like that, 
you turned yourself over to God, the higher being, the universe, whatever your faith is. Even though I did make that commitment, but then going through the weeks, the months afterwards, mm -hmm. the physical body still going through its own course, the injury, the trauma, the emotions. So at one point in time, I felt, nope, uh, it's too much for me. I cannot, I cannot take on this journey. So I decided to bail out in a sense, you know, three times. But then God is such a loving parent who can treat us just like a teenager. You see, uh, I make a promise, but then, you know, I just like, you know, a father, you make a promise and you try to, okay, I, I'll do this job. But then along the way, you get distracted or because you, you know, you, you are so immature, so whatever, but he's so patient and he is very wise to let me take and then allow me to see, you see what you are doing. I have put all that effort and time and you are not able to see what I plan for you. By the time I realized that, then all of that dropped because when he mentioned that you don't see what I plan for you. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the moment. And uh, since then, I started on the course and then being guided and being led. It was, you know, one step at a time and gradually all the way until this day. Yes. So it's almost like taking baby steps. When you... Um, after your near-death experience and you, you're lying in the hospital, you're feeling the pain, the, the emotions, the, the guilt, the fear, like why, why did my love have to leave? Why, why, do I, why did I have to stay? What is my plan? What is my purpose? And like you said, it didn't happen. The answers didn't come overnight. You still, even though you you struggled and you you were right there, you saw the light, you were out of your body, you felt the lightness. And as you were saying, because Jeff has mentioned the same thing, as you're being pulled back, you feel the weight just coming down upon you. And I could, when you're saying that, I could feel that because I've been in the depths of hell when I lost my daughter and feeling like just the heaviness and it was the emotion i wasn't hurt it was all the emotion and the physical agony that i played upon myself and the guilt trips and this and that that heaviness and you said that you tried three times three times to take your life yeah because at one point, and I remember this at one point, it seemed like, you know, earlier we were talking about being grateful. I mentioned, you know, that being grateful that you can breathe the air and feel the breeze. Yes. At that time, for me, it was a torture. Because as I breathe the air, I keep on saying, why am I alive? I do not deserve to be walking on earth and feel the breeze. It was like all the needle pointing uh, yeah. puncturing me because I feel, I feel why am I still walking here so at that point uh, in, in a sense God allowed me to sink to that death to, to get to the point that okay I'm done I, I cannot handle this anymore mm -hmm. so 
that later on turned out to be a blessing because I'm able to gauge to the depth of human depression. And that is how I'm, I'm able to help those. And it turned out to be right now, I'm working in the emergency room. There are so many people who lost hope. There are so many people who right now feeling so depressed, so stressed that they get to the point of, you know, being suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I can gauge to that point because, you know, at that time, the only way for me to, to, to think of, the only thing that was on my mind is to bail out. Right. Well, you you had a glimpse of what it felt like out of your body and what the other side could be like as you're going towards the light. And I've heard with lots of near-death experiences that the hardest thing to do was to come back after you've experienced that because there's much more out there than what you know, our soul is, is wants, but yet our body, we're still committed to our body for this time for a certain amount of time. So as you had this relationship with God and you started building your relationship with God through the near-death experiences, um, you found that God's presence has an energy. You call it God presence energy, the GPE, God presence energy that the energy of God is around you, around all living things. And you and I have this conversation because I believe the same thing. We're all in God's energy. And so my, my energy outside my body, you know, connects with your energy outside. We all have that energy barrier around us, that energy field, that magnet field that we see. So when we walk into a room, our energies do cross to where we become the one. And so that's why in the Bible or whatever, you know, religious books, they talk about that we are one like God because God's within us and in all of us. And when our energies cross, we become the one. How, when you're in the emergency room and you're seeing these people struggle, how do you help them? What words do you tell them to possibly lift them up or give them a glimpse of going, I got this. From my experience, you know, um, just being truthful deep down in my heart, you know, just through the gesture, just through the way that you you pay attention to them, uh, the way that, you know, you share your word of comfort, and in my way, you know, sometimes I did not, it was a surprise to me too. Sometimes I did not have to say much. It's just the way that I approach and the way that I pay attention, for example, like, you know, oh, they need a blanket. I'll bring a blanket and put the blanket on. Just the, the small gesture. But mm-hmm. you do it with all your heart. So at the end, uh, they would, you know, make a comment. Uh, they will uh, share to others, you know, there's something about that man who seemed to have that kindness, that that energy, that warmth, that calmness. Uh, so that is one of the way that um, when we are talking about God presence, uh, that is how God presence is working through us. We are just the instrument, right? You see, so that energy can flow through and we just happen to be right there just you know like the wire connecting and you know by our thinking 
by our words or by our action, the way we connect to them, God's presence energy is flowing through. Sometimes you may not say anything. Right. And just your, you know, just a, a small gesture, just a smile, and suddenly that energy is transferring right through and they caught it. Yes. And you're aware, you become aware of what you're doing and you're a conduit. I always, you know, we're just, a, we're in between. We're in between. We're just those conduit people giving to others like God would. His energy is working through us. I want to ask one more question before we go into break, because I just remembered we talked about this before. April 13th, the day of near-death experience. I made that comment like, okay, Friday the 13th, is that a bad day for you? Because stuff happened in your life turning point and you said what to me okay number 13 is a lucky number (laughs) now the reason i say this because from one angle you can look at a tragedy you look at a situation that can be so negative so bad but then if you look deep into that and realize what you have gone through and learn from that it turned out to be the greatest blessing of all many of us we have gone through Uh, We can say, you know, a bad accident, or we can say a loss, or we can say, you know, a terrible time in our life, a big, you know, uh, tough challenge. However, as we weather through the storm, guess what? We realize we are stronger. And secondly, we look at those not as really negative experiences, but we look at that as a good, positive learning curve for us to thrive to strengthen ourselves and to open doors because when you are stronger, you are able to see much better. Yes. And that is, that is the gift that you're able to do because not everybody would look at what has happened to you and being able to turn it a 180 around and say, you know what, this tragic thing happened to me. But now I see it as part of my experience of growth and the positiveness that it has happened to me and my life and my plan that God had for me. And so I want to say I appreciate your strength and the role model that you are for everyone that you come in contact with at the hospital, for your lovely family now. And being able to share with the listeners what you've gone through and how you've come on the other side of the darkness and have made that dark into a positive. And it's beautiful guests like you on my show that fill my cup every week. (laughs) You guys fill my cup up. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Yes, we're getting ready to go into break. Stay tuned with us as we come back with the VU. And remember our affirmation, I am grateful to be alive. We'll be right back after this break. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have been speaking with Avu today. And during break, um, we, I was talking a little bit more. We were talking about his near-death experience and how he, he reached ground zero. And that was the turning point where he learned to surrender to God. And I made the comment that the surrendering is awakening. We're awakened to God and to his plan. And I believe we're, we each are intuitive individuals. We each have that, I call it a celestial gift that we're blessed with. Our souls have this intuitiveness, the sixth sense, whatever it is. Some of us feel, some of us can are visionaries. Some of us, you know, hear or just know stuff is happening and being aware of it and surrendering yourself and Vu, you surrendered yourself at that time to God and you had a question in here says what is the opening of intuitive potential what is the opening of intuitive potential now as we have discussed earlier we recognize the fact that we are you know living in a world that is also we some of us if we're aware we know there is a God presence, or the word that we use God, but you know, we can say a higher power, or we can say a creator, or you know, the way I can put it, you know, like our maker. Mm-hmm. So the point here is we have somebody watching over us. But you see, if we are aware of that, or if we open ourselves to recognize that, 
the process here, uh, I'm calling it the opening of intuitive potential or IP. Um, let me give you this analogy that perhaps you may uh, see how it tie together. In order for this opening to work, you need three elements, humility, openness, and truthfulness. Okay. So now, uh, just to give you um, an idea, I came from computer science background. So let's say you have an application you want to install. So first, before you do that, you need to do a system check, you know, to review the three categories. Uh, do I have enough memory for the system to work? Uh, do I have enough disk space to source or save the software? And does my operating system, you know, is it compatible? So in the same way, for this opening of the intuitive potential to work, each person um, will go through this process together, and then um, we will see. Each person will have to answer three questions. Do I have an open mind and open heart? Am I truthful to myself to wish to know and develop God's presence? And am I humble enough to know and be guided by God's presence? Now, if the three questions are answered, each one of us, we answer ourselves. And mm -hmm. if all three, then that opening will take place. So as we do, um, we can go through the whole process together. It will take like about one or two minutes. And we all can see because each one of us, we will go through this deep assessment ourselves as I go through. And then when it is done, I will say finish. And then it is done. And then you, each one, you will feel it yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? So... With these three questions, each one of us, we can just answer silently. Okay, so the first question here is, do you have an open mind and open heart? The second one, are you truthful to yourself and sincerely wish to find and develop God's presence energy? And the third one, are you humble to know and be guided by God's presence? So now just be very calm and reflect on those three questions. And each one of us, we just answer them deeply inside. And I will say begin and we go through the calm and meditation. And when I say finish, then it is done. All right, begin. Finish. Now, let me share with you. Just keep an open mind and remember, okay, remember your emotional state, your physical and mental state prior to this moment, prior to the opening. <laughs> How you were, you know, emotionally, mentally, you know, and then later today or tomorrow or next week, after the opening, you will notice. Now, if you answer yes to all three, that opening will take place. And guess what happened? The God presence energy will start to be active since you have that opening. So God, you basically, you just open the door to invite an honor guest, in this case here, God's presence into you. It's one of us, our heart, our mind. It's like a house. Now we just open in the past, we, we just 
being there with ourselves alone, mm-hmm. finding answers alone. Now you just open the door and invite an honored guest. In this case, it is your loving parent who is responsible, loving, and wise. So now as you do, you see, as you open with these three questions, what we often call it the hot, humility, openness, truthfulness, the hot key. You see, with that hot key, you just open the door to allow God present in. Now, you, you will notice the active God presence energy or GPE going through your life. Suddenly, you know, one day you are, you know, going through traffic and suddenly you sense you know, something and then it turned out to be an event that may help you to avoid an accident, for example. Exactly. Or sometimes you are at work and you feel so stressed and suddenly, you know, a, a friend come by and then just give you a few comments and lift you up. So those are the so-called God presence energy around that is mm-hmm. constantly reminding you because you have opened your intuitive potential and be aware of, of that. Yes. And I love that. Um, thank you for doing that with us at this time, listeners. I hope you took advantage of it, but you can go back and, and listen to the recording as we w- walked through it. The VU walked us through. But not only there's times in life where it's like, I look and I think, oh my gosh, I can't find my keys. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm like stressed. And then I stop and I'm like, okay, I'm avoiding something or there's something else God has planned. So where are my keys? My keys show up and I drive down the road and there was an accident, just like you said. Seconds before, I would have been in the accident. And how, you know, you never want to wish bad on L on somebody else or that's circumstance, but that was their destiny, not mine at that time. And things happen and you have, a, there's one of these, I want to talk to you about if you believe that each person has a des- destiny, because I know what my truth is, but I would love you to share with the people, do you believe that each person has a destiny? From my own experience, um, I realized that uh, each one of us, you know, like going through life, especially in in my case in Vietnam, you know, so so many uncertain, you know, uh, variable in life. Mm-hmm. So for sure, uh, we try our best to make a choice. For example, like my father, uh, he decided, okay, you've got to, uh, you know, if we were in Vietnam, you've got to learn to to uh, be educated so that you you're going to be. Uh, among the officers rather than, you know, uh, foot soldiers, because, you know, we, we, we are going to be in the military one way or another. So with that in mind, so he already set, you know, a path for me, you know, going through my education and everything. But then that was the human way of planning. And there is another, and along the way, thing may happen that may alter your path and that is how we discover our destiny. With the intuitive potential, you are able to see and you set your path. You can set your own course. Mm-hmm. Because, why? Because you are now in the past, I am on my own. So I rely on manual. I drive manually. Mm-hmm. But now I just install a GPS. <laughs> so the GPS will help me to get to my destiny in the best way. So I'm not going through, get get lost and get through, you know, all of the 
frustration eventually to get to that destiny anyway. So with that point in mind, you know, we have a destiny, but our own intuition, you know, based on our own knowledge, our knowledge meaning what we have learned on earth, 30 years, 60 years, 80 years, but comparing to the cosmic database, the GPS that contain billions of years of experience. So if you get that download to help you to set your course, you will make a much wiser uh, plan in sense for mm-hmm. your journey. So uh, from that, I, I, I say that that would be like, you know, our destiny. Yes. And I'm always one to believe my truth is that we can create as long as we're doing it humbly with openness and truthfulness, right? And we allow the God's energy to be part of us, that we can create the destiny or our path, our journey. And as we go through the journeys and the path, they're up, they're down, they're rocky, they're terrible, they're swervy, they're happy, they're bliss, they're joyful, they're laughter, they're all over. It's like this amazing roller coaster ride. And we have all these emotions all the time happening to us in life. And one word of advice that you could give our listeners today before we close what would you tell our listeners? One thing we need to be very aware of is the damage of selfishness and power struggle on Earth. By design, Earth was created with harmony, peace, loving among all of us together, living in harmony. But it was selfishness and power struggle that is just like a virus entering into the system that corrupt everything. So if we are going to be aware of, try to be aware of the damage of selfishness and power struggle and try our best, you see, uh, to lead a life, to be effective witness, you know, of the grace and the love that we have received and share that with others. I appreciate those words. Um, Selfishness and struggle. I, a lot of times, Ego gets in the way. We think we're smarter. We understand. There's so often I'll be like in my mind, in my head, I'm in my own way. And I'm always like, ego, get behind. Ego behind me. (laughs) So I can clear and think with my heart and not so much with my mind. And your words of being kindness and thinking with your heart and giving up service to other people goes hand in hand with the grad, you know, being gratitude in your heart for being alive and how you can give back to others. And that's to me, part of this great mission and plan in life is being able to give. And part of the giving is also receiving. It's a balance. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so as we close today, listeners, I want you special thanks to Boo. Thank you for being with us today. He was amazing. And remember the affirmation today. I'm grateful to be alive. And as we go start this Thanksgiving month, November, of gratitude, a thankfulness, abundance, remember to be kind and loving, get out of our own way, be of service to others, just like Vu just said, and open our heart and allow the intuitiveness of God 
to flow through us. That is my challenge for this week. Listeners, remember, the breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. This world is not for sissies. We are here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journeys. Have an amazing day and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon. 